You are listening to the Market Beautifully podcast, episode number 16. Welcome to the Market Beautifully podcast, a show where I offer marketing advice for lady entrepreneurs who crave to crack the code when it comes to getting noticed or expanding their brand online. I'm your host, Haley, and I can't wait to chat with you about what I have planned for today's episode. You're busy. I get it. And you rock at what you do. You're awesome at what you do. But you're in this spot where you're either thinking, I need to start a blog for my business. I know it can help with my marketing. Or you're in the spot where you have a blog, but you're desperately trying to use it more strategically. That way you can see some results from what you're doing. I understand. So let's create a strategy for your business when it comes to blogging. Let's let's create a calendar. Let's figure out the type of topics you need to be talking about. Let's get down to those details. That way you come out at the end of this episode feeling inspired for what you want to write about and feeling inspired for how you want to run your blog in a more effective way for your business. So I brought on Allie Williams and you will learn all about her, but let's just go dive in. She's going to talk about what she does, uh, the types of blogs she runs, and how she uses blogging not only to help her business, but also how she teaches other bloggers to blog to help their business. So she has some really awesome insight that I can't wait for you to listen to. So let's just go ahead and dive in and go chat with Allie. Hey, Allie, I'm so glad you're on the show. Welcome. Hi, Haley. I am so happy to be here. So tell us what you got going on. What kind of business do you have? And tell us what what you build and what you do. (laughs) Um, So I am kind of a jack of all trades and I started out as a VA. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of realized that throughout my career as a VA, I didn't want to do all of these super basic things that um, all of the, my clients were having me do, which was totally fine. Right. Um, I just, I was feeling pulled to bigger things. So um, recently I switched tracks and I'm now a Squarespace designer. Um, I also offer a course creation, which is a really fun, um, kind of like a, two-week package where I like work one-on-one with a client and we develop an entire course for them. Um, And then I also am working on a six-week program for bloggers. So new bloggers who are coming in and they want to market with their content and they want to um, start making money with their blog. So that's going to be a really fun program. And I also have a magazine and then I also have (laughs) two blogs. So um, busy girl over here. Yeah, that's a lot that you got going on. So <laughs> I, I want to ask, are these all different target audiences, like separate businesses completely? Yes, they are. So how do you have uh, enough time to do all of that? Uh, well, my daughter goes to daycare four days a week. So mm-hmm. um, I have four whole business days where I get to work. My husband will a lot of the time take her out of the house in the evenings too if I have something that's really big and pressing that needs to get done. Um, usually the time around the magazine gets really like all of my time gets kind of like stacked on each other. So, um, I have to really spend a lot of time in the evenings and, and stay up late nights to get the magazine done. And then, um, I don't know, I think I just, I do a lot of scheduling, so it's not quite as crazy as it seems. Okay. So scheduling is, is major with this. I am sure you wouldn't be able to survive if you didn't schedule anything. (laughs) 
Buffer, I swear, Buffer and Smarter Q saved my life. <laughs> oh, Buffer is amazing. I love Buffer. Buffer, if you don't know what Buffer is, it's a tool that you can schedule, I mean, practically really anything. I think they even added Instagram now. Um, and yeah, I believe- they notify you. Right. Yeah, they, they yeah. have an app for it. So Facebook, Twitter, uh, Facebook groups, Facebook pages, like Buffer is awesome. So- yeah, I use Buffer as well. And they also have a beta feature right now that's called the Content Library. And if you've ever heard of Meet Edgar, I'm sure you have, Allie. Um, Edgar is pretty pricey. And that's why a lot of business owners don't go with Meet Edgar. But it's also pretty awesome because Meet Edgar has a feature that you're able to, uh, I guess, in a way, like loop different social media posts. So let's say you had 50 posts that you wanted to have looped over and over and over again within your social media, you wouldn't have to consistently post and, and it would just be loading up that library to post for you, which is awesome. So Buffer has that as a beta feature, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm also using SmarterQ and honestly, SmarterQ kind of has that same feature where it like loops your whatever because like smarter key was different from buffer in that buffer you can just click add a post and mm -hmm. then you don't have to decide what kind of post it is like you can just write whatever you want whereas in smarter queue you actually have to determine what kind of post is going to be published when you before you can even create the post and then um you work with directly in the scheduler of smarter queue and you actually schedule in the types of content so Essentially, it's like putting boxes that are labeled with certain things at certain times, and then you have to add the content into the boxes. So it's really interesting. Huh, that is neat. I need to go check that out. I've never used SmartIQ, so um, I need to go check that out. And if you haven't checked it out, then you definitely should come check it out with me. 30-day free trial, I think. So, nice. Yeah, I love free yeah. trials. I love to test things out before I buy them for sure. So how did you get started with just being a VA? So like your first stepping stone, uh, how did you decide you want to be a VA and how did you get started with that? We, I was giving birth to my daughter in the hospital the same mm -hmm. day that my husband got into an accident and totaled our car. So he was actually across the hospital in the ER um, with four broken ribs, a crushed pelvis, and um, a crushed lung. So he was <laughs> incapacitated, and so was I. And so we went home after almost a week, and both of us were, we couldn't work. Like, neither one of us could, we could barely get out of bed. Mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of an awful time. We didn't have a car. We didn't have an income. Suddenly, we had all of these bills, and they were all stacking up. And we were like, yeah. oh, my goodness, how are we going to survive? Um, so I started looking online, and I actually had um, a really good friend named Raywin, mm -hmm. and she introduced me to a good friend that she had who happened to be the head of concierge at um, Nerdy Girl, which was mm -hmm. uh, is, is an online VA. It's kind of like a VA service where they have a whole bunch of freelancers that work for them. Um, so I kind of got into freelancing through Megan. And when she hired me to do some stuff at Nerdy Girl, um, it was really cool. I enjoyed it. However, um, I had some semi-bad experiences there, so I decided to quit. And when I quit, um, I actually got picked up by Miranda Namius, who runs a VA internship. And so mm -hmm. I joined on with her, and I was with her for like six months, and I learned the ins and outs of um, – 
virtual assistants and it was amazing. She taught me everything I know. Well, that's really awesome. So I really like that story because it was kind of as if you kind of had to hustle. Like you didn't have an option. Yeah. It was like, okay, well, no. I got to get my butt moving because I got to pay these bills. That's really scary too. It was so scary. And then my husband had to start working like a month after and he wasn't supposed to work for like two months. Mm. Um, and then he got hired on with the state and they were really, really kind to him. Like they let him Good. sit for his entire shift so that he could just like relax, but he was still able to make an income, which was really, really generous. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. That's, it's always nice to hear good stories like that out in the world. Um, yeah. <laughs> so let's go back to the fact that you have two blogs. You have two yes. blogs. One blog is enough, but I'm just going to say, because you have two blogs and you're a scheduling expert, then you're going to be perfect to talk about today's topic, which is about how to incorporate blogging as a business owner. And if you already have a blog as a business owner, how to make that blog even better and how to make that blog actually help you market whatever service or product that you're offering right now. So I'm really excited because Allie, you have a service and you are creating a program. You have products, you know, out there, you know how to blog to actually market what you're currently selling or offering. So I'm excited to get into that. But before we start talking about strategies, let's just talk about the simple fact that blogging can seem like an oversaturated place. I feel like everyone nowadays has a blog and it's intimidating because I've been blogging for six or seven years now. I've been blogging since 2011. So I guess that'd be six years. And if I would have just started blogging today, it would have been really intimidating because I already have an audience built up from six years ago, but seven, mm -hmm. like 2017, everyone has a blog. So how can you get noticed in 2017 when the world is full of bloggers? First of all, I want to touch on the fact that yes, everyone has a blog, but no, it, it is not. That doesn't mean that you can't also have a blog. It's one of my favorite phrases is um, there's always room at the table for you because I really feel like genuinely oh everyone has a different voice. Everyone is going to have a different approach. Everybody is going to um, want to write about different topics or maybe you have a different point of view and, and everybody has a different story to tell. So every in every blog post, um, you have to realize that your own unique voice is going to shine through and that is what sets you apart. So even though the market is sure it's saturated or oversaturated, um, but everybody's different. And I mean, it would be kind of like, well, I don't want to get a car because everybody else has a car. It's like, well, I mean, yeah, but not everybody is doing what you're doing. You know, where are you going? What are you, what are you driving? What color is your car? What, you know, how, what kind of gas are you putting into it? What kind of oil are you putting into it? It's mm -hmm. all different, all sorts of different aspects that go into having a car. So there's all sorts of different voices and um, techniques and advertising methods that you can use to set yourself apart as a blogger. Yeah, I like that. And I like the the analogy of using a car. As a business owner, in a way, you kind of need a blog because I know you get a lot of questions every single day. I know that you're constantly dealing with the same questions and you're responding with the same answers every single time. You can easily get those questions and make a blog post about it. So you can just copy that link and send it to them. So your business needs a blog. And 
it, the reason why it needs a blog, it doesn't, even if you don't even post regularly, which you definitely should, but just having a blog out there with your voice and answering those questions that your clients may have, it's so crucial. Now, don't have a blog and only post one time and never post for the rest of the year. Like, I'm not saying that. I do not want that to be taken the wrong way. But that doesn't mean like you have to post three times a week or even two times a week. Like, you could simply post one time a week, which we're going to get into all of that. But your business needs a blog that has it in your own voice. And like Ali said, if you are kind of struggling with this concept of, well, I don't know, this, this person has a really awesome blog. I don't know how I can compete with that. Well, you know what? That person is not you and you are awesome. So you should have a blog because you have an awesome voice. You have an awesome story. You have a unique perspective. So get it out there. So we've established we need a blog. So now we need to learn how to use our blog the proper way, uh, how do we use our blog to actually sell what we're having to offer? So let's say we have a really awesome product or we have a really awesome service. How are we going to get that out in front of them through blogging, but in a non-sleazy way? Because obviously we won't, we don't want to be taken the wrong way. We don't want our blog to just be sell here, click here, put your credit card in here. We don't want our blog to be like that at all. So how do we get over that, I guess, hump of not being a slimy marketer, but being a blogger that brings tons of value to the table. So with blogging, I the way that I see it is that if you are coming to it with a genuine, this is going to help you attitude, um, people are going to read it. So for example, if all you ever do is talk about why they should buy it and um, because I loved it and because it, it helped me and because um, it solved my problem about this and that, you're writing for you. You're not writing for them. If you mm-hmm. come to it with the perspective of um, this will help you do this because you are struggling with this, um, it's a very like a results-based blog post. So it's going to show you, you know, you're, it's the, the transformation. You're going to get from A to Z using this particular product. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to read it with more of a, oh, this can actually like help me, not just this person or this person in this situation, but me and I'm in this situation and this really speaks to me. Um, Another way to do it would be, interviews are a really great way to sell things because, um, you know, say you want to have a affiliate program, affiliate um, partnership with Creative Market. Um, Mm -hmm. Have an interview with somebody who has also used Creative Market and ask them, how did you use Creative Market? to your advantage? Um, How did you, you know, did you brand your website with creative market? Did you do this? Did you do that? Um, And then use your affiliate links throughout, but without being Mm -hmm. like, buy this here, buy this here. Um, I think the third point here to make would be that as you create content, think about who you're writing to. So if you know somebody who's struggling with this problem, imagine that you were writing this blog post directly to them. Then when you're done with it, head over to Facebook, send them a message and say, hey, I wrote this blog post and I was thinking about you. Maybe this will help you with that problem that we were having that we talked about the other day. And then, I'm sorry, there's one more point that I should make, which would be, <laughs> okay, good. Go in, <laughs> which would be to go into Facebook groups and use that search method or the search um, bar that's at the top okay. and type in the keyword that you're interested in selling, whatever it is. Um, let's say I'm an affiliate for an affiliate program. So um, actually what you would want to do is type in affiliate and then anybody who has questions about the affiliate marketing 
techniques or anything like that, drop a link and say, hey, I actually wrote a blog post about this. Or, hey, um, I have this affiliate link for this affiliate course that you can take. This might actually help you. And then that way you're creating genuine connections because they actually asked already. So they opened the door. You just have to step through. It's all about genuine, real connections with people. I love that you said that because the episode the week before is episode 15 and that's with Tabitha and it's all about marketing genuinely in Facebook groups. So I love that you brought that up because we talked about tons of different strategies, um, but we didn't mention the search feature. And I'm really glad that you mentioned that because the search feature is such a great tool to use. If you're not using the search feature in Facebook groups, you definitely should be. It's so easy. It's like in the upper left-hand yeah. corner, just click on it and search a term and uh, you can search anything related to something that you know you're a boss at. Like, you know you're really good at Pinterest marketing or you know you're really good at creating a community on Instagram. Like, type that in the search bar because you know you can answer those questions. So thanks for mentioning that, Allie. That's really awesome. Yeah, it's a great one. And when I was doing a little bit of like virtual assistant mentoring, mm -hmm. um, I had the point that, you know, anytime you want to um, enter one of these large groups, go ahead and search for virtual assistant. There are lots of people that are posting I need a virtual assistant. I need a virtual assistant. It's up to you to go out there and find it. Um, and using that search feature is just going to really help you do that. Okay. I love that you said affiliate marketing and you talked about creative market. That's a really good one. So uh, let's have a specific example here. Let's narrow it down a little bit. Creative market. Let's say you're, I don't know, talking about a specific logo. What's a blog post that you can a create that would be around that logo, like selling that idea of, hey, you should buy this logo on Creative Market. How would you craft that post together? So for example, say that I wasn't in branding and I wasn't a logo creator already. Okay. Um, so I would create a blog post that was like the top 10 logos or top 10 pre-made logos on Creative Market right Ooh. now. And Love then that. I would go around the creative up. market. I would gather up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would gather up as many of these amazing, gorgeous logos as I could. And then at the bottom, I would say probably something like bonus, check out this search page. And then it would take them directly to, you know, a list of all of the, the logos that are already on creative market. Um, so they would feel like they were, all of their needs were addressed mm -hmm. inside that I would make sure that there were all sorts of different kinds of logos so that nobody felt left out. Um, and then I would use my affiliate link for every single one of those links that they had to click on to get to the logo. So um, it's all about crafting something that is shareable all the time. So an evergreen post, um, the term evergreen gets thrown around a lot, but it's really, yeah. it's all it is, is that you think about, you know, the trees outside that are evergreen, they're literally green all year round. Mm -hmm. So post should be shareable and relatable all year round. So if you say the top, you know, top logos that are um, hot on creative market right now, um, then you can just edit that every month and make sure that you update it. It's super easy to keep track of. And then, um, you know, anytime anybody posts about a logo anywhere, you can just be like, hey, I have this post and I think this might help you. Yeah, I love that idea. So that's how you would be use affiliate marketing. Let's switch gears to if you have a service. So let's say I'm just throwing this out here. What if you did hand-lettered logos for people and that was your service? Then how would you go? That. Yeah, yeah, I know someone that does hand-lettered logos. It's just gorgeous. I'm obsessed with 
everything she does. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want a hand lettered logo. Um, <laughs> so pretty. Uh, anyways, so how would she craft a blog post that kind of sold herself in that way, but wasn't super salesy at the same time? Sure. Um, so I would probably, my first thought is literally just to do another roundup and say, you know, the most beautiful hand lettered logos um, that I found in 2016. Or you could do something that was very kind of like off the beaten path. You could do a tutorial that was literally just had like step by step by step pictures as you went through it or a video um, and just kind of did something really basic like how to write love in, in calligraphy. Mm -hmm. um, and then that way underneath that, so it wouldn't be like she was giving away all of her secrets. Like this is how to create a hand lettered logo. Um, it would just be like, this is how to create hand lettering. And then that way she doesn't give away her process of uploading it, scanning it in, uploading it into Illustrator, et cetera, et cetera. What she would do is be giving them a taste of it. And then at the bottom of that saying, you know, um, BT dub, in case you didn't know, I offer this as a service and here are some, um, you know, maybe do like a small gallery, like three pictures or something. Mm -hmm. And then say this, these are some examples of some hand lettered logos that I've done. Feel free to check it out here. Um, and in that way, anytime anybody brought up hand lettering or anything like that, she could post that and say, I actually have a tutorial that you can check out right here. People are 10 times more likely to click on something that says tutorial mm -hmm. than they are, hey, check out my services page. Right. Yeah, I agree. And having that awesome call to action button at the bottom of the post or even throughout it, I would say sprinkle that call to action button in at least three to four times throughout the post would be awesome. Um, I yeah. love that because it is all about the benefits. I know for me, I used to be a web designer and graphics. Well, I guess I, I still am technically, but I used to be like really heavy freelancer and I'm not as much anymore. But when I was, I would post tutorials on my blog and I would think, Ugh, I'm giving away all this information. But no, people go through the tutorial and even though I have it step by step by step, they just throw their hands up and they just say, I don't have enough time for this. I need to hire someone that yeah. knows what she's doing. And haha, -ha, there's my call to action button in the middle of the blog <laughs> post. And then they'll come and reach out to me. So you may feel as a service-based business owner, I don't want to give away my secrets. I don't want them to know how I do hand lettering because then they can just do it themselves. Don't worry. Yeah. No, not a lot of people know how to hand letter themselves and not a lot of people can hand letter themselves. I mean, it's, it's not yeah. like a super common trait. So if you have a blog post on it, don't worry about giving it away. All it does is it makes you a person that they feel like they can go to for advice. You become more of a leader in the industry. You become more of an expert. That's what that blog post yeah. says. It doesn't mean that you're giving away everything and they're never going to book your services. That blog post will be more memorable in their mind than your services page ever will be. Like what Allie was saying, people are going to click on a tutorial blog post. People are not going to click on your services page uh, because they don't want to be like, they want to feel like they're being sold to. That's not a fun feeling at all. Okay, well, thanks for answering that question because I kind of put you on the spot there and I, did, I didn't tell you I was going to answer that. <laughs> so now I'm going to ask you uh, another question on the spot about 
creatively crafting a blog post as a product-based business owner. So if you're selling products, how are you able to get your product in front of people? Let's start, let's do this in two ways. So one product is going to be a, a product that people are going to order and it be shipped to them. And another product will be like a digital download product. So let's start with the product that can actually be shipped. I'm going to come up with the example of a mug. So let's say that you created a really awesome mug that you had your hand lettering on and you sold. How would you be able to create a blog post around that specific product? Okay. So um, I think I would probably create a photo journal okay. that was like um, documenting the daily process that went into kind of like a behind the scenes, um, get to know me and get I to like know my that. mugs process. Yeah. Um, those are a lot of fun. I know that I particularly tend to get very invested in those kinds of things because I get to know the person mm-hmm. and I get to see, you know, kind of like what goes on in their minds as they're doing this um, amazing, creating this amazing product. Um, the other thing would be probably microblogging and using both Instagram and Facebook groups to maximize your visibility. So um, mm-hmm. you would create you know, a very small post that was segmented up into like, this is how I did this, this is how I did this, or saying, guys, I'm so excited and I'm so proud. I just had to show you this new mug that I just created. Check it out. And you don't leave a link or anything. You just leave the picture. And then you get comments saying, where can I get this? How can I get my hands on this? Especially if, for example, you were creating mugs based off of cats. Okay. If you were in a Facebook group where you knew that there were tons of cat lovers. Maybe you're in a cat lovers Facebook group, right? And they share funny pics of cats all day. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, Then you would want to post that cat mug in that group, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you're targeting the correct audiences as you're posting in these groups. Same thing for Instagram. You would want to maybe tag a couple of people that you know that would enjoy that mug. Like, oh my gosh, hey, so-and-so, check this out. I just created this and I thought you might like it. Um, so microblogging and blogging with your process or your story is a great way to get that content out there. Um, and then say you're doing the digital downloads. Um, Uh, let's, before we go to the digital downloads, let, let's start, let's keep with, uh, the products that we're shipping. Um, so I like that you said the, the first type of blog post that you talked about, because it's more of a personalization. You're really able to connect with the actual business owner instead of it just being very stiff and very, yeah. oh, this is a company. You're buying a mug from a company, just like every other mug. Like, no, your mug is not just like every other mug. And you're adding that personalized aspect to your product, which is really awesome because then they have that connection and they feel like you're either their friend or you feel like um, they have some investment in your brand. And that's really important to have is make people feel like they're invested in your brand. They're invested in your company because they've spent their time on your blog or they really enjoy going to your website or they just really connect with you and they love your personality and they love the person behind uh, the mugs and the person creating the mugs. And you could even have on Instagram stories, uh, whenever you're shipping out mugs, this is, this is, I mean, this is not blogging, but this is just an example that I, I think that you should do if you're selling products is whenever you have a 
huge pile of products that are going out and you're shipping them, you could have an Instagram story and you could say, I am so excited to tell you that I am shipping out all of these products. So if you ordered, then your shipment is going out today and it's going to be sent out. It'll be at your doorstep in the days. And then if someone that saw your Instagram story did not order, they may think, oh, wow, that's really cool. Um, why didn't I order a mug? Because then that mug could have been in my doorstep in that many days. It gets people thinking about, oh, there's a person behind the company. A person is actually shipping my product to my house. It's, it's a really cool personalized aspect, I think, to companies that they definitely need to start including. Um, one example yeah. that I had that a product-based business owner could use as a blog post is a tutorial on how to use your product. So I know we've talked about this before on the podcast, I believe, but let's say if you had a mug and you, I, I'm an oatmeal, oatmeal mug drinker. I guess you don't really drink oatmeal. My mom drinks oatmeal. That's a really weird fact, by the way. My mom drinks oatmeal. She has, she likes it super watery. I don't like it. So eat oatmeal. Yeah. It's, it's a little weird, but whatever. Yeah. Eat oatmeal. Don't drink it. So I like to eat my oatmeal out of a mug though. I'm kind of weird. Most people eat oatmeal out of a bowl. I understand. I just really like mugs and I don't drink coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker. So I like to use mugs for oatmeal. So I want to make sure that that mug is microwavable. I want to make sure that that mug can go in the dishwasher. I want to make sure that I know how to take care of that mug so that it will last as long as possible. You can create a blog post about this, or mm -hmm. if just look at your Instagram direct messages or look at your email and look at those questions that you're constantly getting asked about your product. And that could be shipment questions even. I mean, that kind of sounds like a boring blog post, but let's say that you had all of these shipment questions to you. It's not boring because people actually want to know it. So if exactly. you get that, yeah, if you get that email asking you again and again and again, you won't have to type out the same thing again and again and again. You will just simply link to that blog post and have it ready to go. Hey, this is how my shipment process works. If you have any other questions, let me know and I can add it to this post and then I can give you that answer uh, directly to your inbox or, you know, say something along those lines. So those are a few examples that I had. So I feel like that's four or five solid examples that you can use as a product-based business owner with physical products. I also thought of one while you were saying that, and that would be to um, create recipe, like a recipe post that was really oh. basic, like how to create a, um, like a mug cake. Mm. And then you could do, yes. you know, all of the, the pictures with the instructions and everything, but use your mug. Okay, a mug cake sounds ready. so good right now. And I feel it's like, amazing. yeah, I feel like that post would blow up on Pinterest too. And then, of course, if you oh, have yeah. a really cute hand-lettered mug, then, okay, I'm just saying from my personal experience, <laughs> yeah, I would, first of all, I would definitely repin it. But if I was reading the blog post, I would think, I want to make my mug cake look as pretty as it does in that mug. Like, I, and I would want to buy the mug because I know if I made a mug cake, I want it to look super pretty and I want to be able to take a picture in that really cute hand lettered mug. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So now we're going to switch over to more digital product based. And this is kind of my jam because this is kind of what I do on a daily basis. I sell digital products and I do affiliate marketing a lot. So digital products courses, let's, let's start with courses and programs. How would you recommend people write blog posts for their 
courses. And I guess this is more of an infopreneur uh, mindset. And if you don't know what an infopreneur is, it basically means you're selling information online. So for example, for me, I know a lot of my old clients, like my past clients, when I used to do a freelance web design, they would get stuck with SEO all the time. I mean, all the time I would create this awesome website for them. I would hand it over to them and they would have so many questions on how does my website get ranked on search engines? How do I pull it up? How do I get on the first page of Google? What are keywords? What do I need to be doing? Holy crap. That's a lot of questions. And I can't keep answering that over and over again. And I knew it was a need. That's a major need. Like people yeah. actually need this information. So I created a course on it and I sell it for $47. And that is my product and I'm selling that information. Let's name two or three awesome examples that any entrepreneur that's selling digital products can use as a creative blog post idea. So for starters, you could definitely do a, you could pull a lesson from one of your mm -hmm. um, products. So this yeah. is a really great way for, yeah, so it's a really great way for um, your readers to get an, like a feel and an idea of what your course sounds like and feels like mm -hmm. and what kinds of results it produces. So um, you would want to pull that lesson, expound on it a little bit, add in some calls to action, um, some buttons, some, you know, some great visuals so that they're really drawn into it. Mm -hmm. And then that is going to sell by itself. So if you're pinning that and you're sharing it on a regular basis, it's like I said, it's going to sell itself. And I'm just going to keep adding on to what you said, thinking about what big problem does your course solve, right? So what is their end goal? Where are they at before they even start your course? Where are they at before they even press that enroll now button, buy now button, whatever button they're pushing, where are they at in their business or life journey? Okay. Now think about where they're at and what problems they may have before they even get to your course. So I'm just going to go back to my SEO example. I have a blog post on the 16 SEO myths because before you even get to my post or to my course, excuse me, you're going to need to know the myths about SEO because you've probably heard one or more of them in your life. And I want to break those myths. I want to make sure that you are on the same page as me. You are knowledgeable. You're up to date on the SEO information. You know, Hey, SEO is important. It's not dead. And this is how you do it. It's really not that hard. It's not scary tech stuff. And I'm going to walk you through it. So that is just one example of break down the myths and use that for whatever info products you're creating. Okay. Now let's dive into another major problem that a lot of business owners have whenever it comes to starting a blog or keeping a blog up. It's just the fact that it blogging takes time. It's very time consuming. So how do we as business owners not use all of our time, not waste all of our time blogging and blog in an efficient way that doesn't make us want to rip our hair out? So let me tell you about my personal process. Yeah, I use Evernote. If you don't know what Evernote is, it's just, it's, it's amazing. First of all, yes. um, it is a, do you use it? Oh my gosh. Yes. I love Evernote. <laughs> Evernote is like, the goddess of, of note taking. It's amazing. Yes. I have it, everything organized. The only thing I wish that Evernote had was being able to label notes in color. If they had color labeling, my life would be complete. <laughs> For real. Um, so Evernote, if you don't know what it is, it's kind of a note taking program. You can separate everything up by folders. Um, you can add people um, you can have like teams and stuff. It's really amazing. You can use it online. You can use it on your desktop. You can use it offline, online. 
Um, there's an app, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of like one of those things where if you have a team or you have somebody that you're doing a collaboration with, um, maybe they're writing some blog posts for you or something, they can add it into Evernote. You can log in and see everything. Um, so what I do is I create a new notebook inside Evernote and I call it blog posts for March. Inside that folder, I'm going to I'm going to create however many documents I need for however many blog posts I'm going to create. So for me, I don't, I haven't had a regular schedule for, I don't know, probably a year because I have so many businesses going on. However, before that, the way that I was doing it was I would write three blog posts per week. You would want to go in and create 12 new open documents. Then as you are, you know, you sit there and you're thinking about, okay, well, what do I want this month's theme to be? You create a theme, your time um, your time investment is going to be much lower than mm-hmm. if you were just trying to, trying to create like random blog posts off the top of your head. So creating a theme for me, like let's say, let's say blogging. <laughs> so if you were going to be blogging about blogging and you wanted to help other new bloggers get started with their blogs and be more efficient with their blogs, et cetera, et cetera, you could have the general overarching theme be blogging and then each week have a different sub theme. Inside your sub themes, you would have like blogging and maybe hosting. You could do three posts on hosting. You could do three posts on social media for bloggers. You can do three posts for um, branding for bloggers, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you can really break it down. If you're creating these themes and then you, you know, you're, you have all of these documents open, all you have to do, and this is really, really simple, is create a bullet point outline for every single post that you have in there. This should only take you about 30 minutes to create all of these outlines for all of these posts. Title them, add in some keywords, add in your SEO, how, you know, whatever phrases you wanna use for SEO, and then your outline, basic outline, and that's all you have to do. Boom, you're done. Um, leave those. So when you're ready, and you're ready to start batch creating blog posts, which is something that you should be doing if you want mm-hmm. to save a lot of time. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is go in, bring up an outline, write out the post, bang it out as quick as you can, and then schedule it. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to walk you through my process now. That way you can understand like how both of us do it. Um, just because I feel like that would be super helpful to see how two different bloggers uh, have their systems in place. So for me, what I do is I use WordPress and I use Trello. So those are my two different um, tools that I guess I use for my blog post scheduling. And I'll start with what I do in Asana. So um, in a, or I'm sorry, not Asana. I use Asana for my calendar. Trello, I'm going to walk you through what I do in Trello. So Trello, each card is a different blog post. And each list is a different column in my Trello board, right? So each list is, I'll, I'll just name off my list. I have my brain dump list, my outline, my review, my scheduled, and my published slash promoted list. So those are all my list in Trello. And then I have my specific blog post checklist that I, cre- uh, I copy every time I have a new blog post idea. So once it's outlined, I'll move it on over to that list. And then once the uh, outline is reviewed by me and I have all my details in the blog, I'll move it on over the next column. So it'll just like keep on moving until it's all the way to the published promoted column. It helps me keep my brain straight because you know, if you're, if you're posting a lot of blog posts, you're trying to be consistent as business owners, we have so much to do. Blogging does not need to be confusing. Like just create a simple system. I suggest using Trello, Evernote, and whatever platform you're using. Evernote is great. Trello is great. They're both great. So um, with that, though, I then get in my WordPress and I schedule out. So WordPress has a scheduling feature that I'll make sure to schedule out 
from there, I then schedule out it on my Facebook page and then I schedule it out on my Instagram. So I make sure to have a specific Instagram post about that blog specifically uh, inside the caption. And that's all I do. From there, my Trello obviously automatically tells me when that blog post is due. So it'll automatically get published to my blog page. And then I go in and I pin it to my board and I do all of the other like roundup stuff just to make sure all the details are good. And, and then I check it all off and then I move it to my published slash promoted board and then I don't think about it again unless the topic comes up in a Facebook group and I need to mention it over there uh, because I have certain social media strategies, automation strategies in place so that I don't have to think about it again because my social media is constantly looping those blog posts so people are consistently seeing it, but I'm not having to consistently work on people seeing it, which is a huge time saver for me because I want my blog post to help as many po people as possible, which I'm sure you do too, Allie. Yes. Definitely. And I love that you have your social media constantly looping like that. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's seriously so helpful. I'm going to give you one last step. And it's after all that you've done all this, I want you to create a system. So having a system in place, which Allie talked about her system. Her system was creating a month's theme and going into Evernote and making sure that, you know, everything was aligned and that was her system and it worked for her because it, and it made her more productive. It made her more efficient. She knew exactly what she was doing and it saved her time. That is perfect. My system was using Trello, dragging and dropping those blog posts all the way through my board that I have on Trello for my editorial calendar. And that works for me because it makes me more productive. It makes it more efficient. It saves me time. So come up with your system. Your system is so important because I know that blogging isn't your full-time job. And that's okay if it's not your full-time job because you're making money doing something else, which is awesome. But blogging should enhance your business. And so I want your blog to enhance your business in the best way possible. And by doing that, I want you to not have blogging suck up your time. Otherwise, you are going to want to rip your hair out. You're going to want to stop blogging. And I don't want that for you. So let's yeah. create a system. Let's make sure that whenever you are creating blog posts, you do it in the most efficient way possible because I know your time is so valuable and I know the blog posts that you're going to create are going to be fantastic and awesome and I can't wait to read them. If you want to start sharing and connecting with me and uh, sharing those blog post links, that way I can go check out your stuff. I would love to. You can go to the joyfulpursuit.co slash community and we can definitely hang out there. Tabitha and I co-founded the Facebook group for the Joyful Pursuit community and Allie is a member of it as well. It is amazing. It's one of the best groups I think I've ever been in. I mean, it, the value is insane. The authenticity is like out the window. It's <laughs> phenomenal. I love it. <laughs> Thanks so much, Allie. We're so glad to have you in that group as well. And Allie provides awesome content, guys. So if you have a question about blogging, or if you have a question about really anything, especially WordPress or Squarespace related, um, Allie is just the go-to girl, guys. So hop in the group. And if you have a question, you can even tag her, Allie Williams, go in That's and tag her and say, Allie, yeah. what do you think about this? And she will come in and answer your question. And I have seen this before, just in this week, someone <laughs> asked a question and she literally commented like this huge long comment that had step-by-step -step instructions. And I just thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> Allie for the win guys, Allie for the win. <laughs> so 
please join the Facebook group, thejoyfulpursuit.co slash community. I would love to see our beautiful face there because our faces are there and we would love to connect with you. Yes, definitely. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Allie. Where can people hang out with you? Thank you for having me. People can find me at alliewilliams.co, not .com, .co. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they can also find me on Instagram at alliewilliamsco. I would love to connect with you there. That's probably where I hang out the most. Okay, thanks so much. Definitely go hang out with Allie. She's awesome. She's an awesome person to connect with. I've loved getting to know you, Allie, and getting to know what you do in your business and just seeing how your awesome feedback in our community has just really helped a lot of people grow. So thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for being awesome. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Wasn't that great? I really enjoyed spending time with you and Allie today. Whatever you are doing, whether that be cleaning, working out, or driving, I'm so glad that you chose to spend this time with me. So I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. I really appreciate you tuning in. Please feel free to write a review. Reviews really help out this podcast. So however you feel, please just give it honest review over on the iTunes app. And I would really appreciate it. It would mean the world to me. I read every single Uh, review that's made so go over there uh, say give your honest review and I will be sending virtual hugs your way and great vibes (laughs) again thanks for tuning in I always enjoy spending time with you I will talk to you next week and until then keep marketing beautifully